Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Do you ever feel like you are a prisoner of your eating habits? That might sound like a strange question, but hear me out. Do you ever feel like you're constantly feeling guilty about something that you just ate? or that you are constantly thinking about food and you're worrying about what you're going to eat the next meal, whether or not it's going to be on whatever diet or eating plan that you're currently a part of. Do you feel like food is starting to take over your mind, your social settings, your friend group? Maybe you are even scared to travel to certain places or go out with friends because you don't know if they're going to have the meal choices that you need. If you haven't felt like this, then I hope you never do. But if there's any part of you that has ever struggled with understanding what this balance is of our relationship with food, then this podcast is for you. And this is a podcast where I'm just interviewing me. It's just me telling you about my story, my background, and what happened to me, how I got so stuck in being a prisoner of my food choices in my healthy lifestyle and how it ended up ruining my health and how I broke free from it. I look forward to talking about my story with you, hoping to give you some insight, some value, and some freedom for some mindset changes that you might need to make as well. I can't wait for you to join me in this episode. And as always, remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Give your honest feedback of what you think so that we can help reach even more people and give them the hope and encouragement they need about learning how to become the most attractive that they can be, especially to themselves. So subscribe and leave your comment. This is my thanks in advance. Hey, my name is Kimberly Beam Holmes, and this is It Starts With Attraction, where we discuss how to become the most attractive that you can be physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as us insiders call it, the pies. You can become more attractive to others and most importantly, to yourself. We will teach you how. Let's dive in. I remember when I was 12 years old and I loved my friends. I loved playing outside. I loved swimming in our family pool. I loved going on bike rides, but I also knew that I was a chubbier kid and I wasn't necessarily popular. I didn't hang out with that kind of friend group, even in sixth grade. That's when cliques are made even well before then, right? And I always remember thinking about the girls that were in my class and how tall and slender some of them were and how the taller and slimmer the girl, it seemed that the more attention they got from boys, but also from other girls, they seemed to have all the friends that they could want and be invited to all of the parties. And everyone seemed to love them, even though Sometimes they weren't the nicest of people, but I started getting this 
ideal set in me of when you're tall and skinny, you get attention. And so as I got a couple of years older, entering into high school, I had switched schools and made new friend groups who, again, I had amazing friends and I had amazing parents. I had amazing family. I had an amazing upbringing, nothing to teach me what I ended up believing. But what I ended up seeing happening was that the girls who, again, were attractive, who are attractive, so to say, in the minds of the the media, the tall ones, the slender ones, ended up getting the attention. And especially this time from boys, I really cared more about that now at 14 years old, 15 years old than I did before. But the other thing that I started seeing happening was that some of my friends who again were, who had a, had boyfriends were dating a lot. They were also very strict about their food choices. And in fact, there became a point where some of my friends even would be anorexic. They struggled with eating. They would be sure not to eat in order to feel more attractive for themselves. That's what they felt they needed to do because of what they were stuck in. I mean, I'm trying not to psychoanalyze it now looking backwards. I'm trying to remember being in it. And and that was just their way of having control over their situation, their life, what was happening. And the message that I was taking from my surroundings was, if I want to be seen, if I want to be loved, if I want any guy to ever date me, then I shouldn't eat either. And I remember being a freshman in high school and wanting so badly to not eat. I wanted so badly to not be hungry because I wanted so badly for to have a boyfriend, to fit in with this crowd that was around me. And I would try to go all day that I could. I would go to school. I wouldn't eat breakfast. I wouldn't eat my lunch because I was surrounded by my friends who also weren't eating lunch. So it was easy. But then I would get home and my mom would make this amazing meal and I would be so hungry and I would eat and I would beat myself up for it, for eating food. And it became such a struggle for me. It's even a struggle for me to think about it backwards now. Think back to that time. It's hard to not get emotional because I remember just how it felt. And I remember going on the computer and my friends were also looking at these pro-anorexia websites that I didn't know existed until they introduced me to them. And, um, and just, I would go there for this inspiration to be thin. And it was this mindset that I continued to chase and continued to chase until I actually don't really know when it stopped. I think it just shifted. I didn't stay like that for long. Um, I I did struggle with eating for, for that year, but then I got my first boyfriend and I guess I got this message to myself of, you are loved, you are capable of, of being seen and and being wanted by the opposite sex. And so I felt more comfortable eating. <laughs> and so, you know, that that lasted for a while until... Two years later, that relationship ended and I fell back into this pit of despair and desperation and fell into a depression. That was the first time in my life at 17 years old that I ever struggled with depression. And I struggled with it for about two or three years. 
And the opposite happened at this time where before I was worried about not being loved so I wouldn't eat. And now the only thing that would make me feel was to eat. So I would eat all of the time. And I didn't have the body image issues that I had before. I wasn't even thinking that way. I I felt so unloved anyway, and so unworthy just because of one relationship that didn't end up, one teenage relationship that didn't end up going well. But it put me in such this trajectory that was unhealthy. When I look back at my teenage years, I realize I had pattern after pattern of unhealthy behaviors because I was chasing feelings of worth and love that I had perceived incorrectly. What I mean by that is there were so many areas in my life that I was loved. I had loving parents who were present and cared for me at home. I had many friends who were, you know, strong and there for me and loved hanging out with me, but I couldn't see those things when I was so caught up in the perception I had of myself, which was either I'm not good enough or I'm not good enough. It was both. I'm not good enough. It just presented in two different ways. One, I was trying to have control over everything and that didn't work. And in the other, I let go of control of everything, which also didn't work. Went to college, had again, relationships, boyfriends, and then I met my husband and we started dating and I, I wasn't really struggling with, with body image issues at this point. I, and in fact, it was when my husband and I started dating that I actually started going to the gym and working out and starting to see my body as more of this temple, so to say, that, that I could go and exercise and become strong and choose my foods more healthily and wise. And he encouraged me, not in any way of, I want you to do this in order for you to to be accepted by me, but I, we had similar interests in that. And he sparked me to want to go work out. He was in the military. He was in the army at the time. So I knew he had to do these PT tests every couple of months where he had to do push-ups and then, um, pull-ups and then a run. So I thought, well, I'm going to compete with him. I'm going to do all these things just like him. And I'm going to beat him at his own PT test time, which never happened. But since I was dating a guy who was physically fit, then I started to become more physically fit. And then we got married, moved to Korea, and I became friends with some people there who were very into this paleo diet, whole 30 movement. And so I started really for the first time learning about food. And I remember it wasn't even until I was in college, my sophomore year of college, that I realized that there was a daily calorie limit that we were supposed to have. You guys, I grew up in the South. My mom is a traditional Southern cook. And so it was sweet tea all day long. It was casseroles and grilled cheese and tomato soup and poppy seed chicken casserole and rice and gravy. I mean, it was all of these things for every meal. The stereotype is real, you guys. The Southern food is legit and super delicious. And yes, every vegetable is fried in some way. We learned how to sop biscuits. My grandmother would make these amazing buttermilk biscuits and we would sop syrup, which is taking a slab of butter just right off the stick, covering it in maple syrup, and then smushing the butter and the syrup together until it forms a paste. 
and then eating it with these fresh out of the oven biscuits and sausage that was just, mm, this is how I grew up. I loved food. I've always loved food, but I didn't realize until I was in college that food had calories and we were supposed to only eat 2000 of them a day. I'm not going to lie. You guys, when I first realized this, I laughed and thought it's got to be a joke. There's no way. There's no way I could only eat 2000 calories a day because as I learned that I was eating a Subway sandwich from our, you know, our college student center that I knew had about 1200 calories in it. I would eat the foot long. I took pride in eating a ton of food and I wasn't super overweight. I wasn't super thin by any means, but I, I just wasn't really thinking about food. Again, I was in a time and a place in my life where I was in a relationship because unfortunately it seems like I would equate feeling loved and valued and worth with whether or not I would see myself as being good enough. But anyway, so I, I, when my, after we were married, we moved to Korea and I began to learn about food and these, you know, how, what carbs are, what protein is, what fat is, how it all works together, what's in these processed foods that we eat and all of these kinds of things. And I got it and I loved it. It made a ton of sense to me. And I kind of went down this rabbit trail of learning everything I could about food. And I'm also the kind of person who, when I do things, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to do it the best I can. And I'm hopefully going to do it better than everyone else. I'm very competitive. And so I would read these books. I would implement the things I would learn because I wanted to do it right. I got involved in CrossFit. I started losing a ton of weight. And for the first time, maybe in my life, I really felt like I loved myself. I was strong I was doing things I never thought I would be able to do. I was eating such a clean diet. I felt great. I was sleeping amazing. Everything was going perfectly. And so I thought, I'm just going to do it even more. So I got more strict on the foods I would eat. I got more workouts in per week. I I stopped having rest days. And I just started doing more and more because I got addicted to my own thoughts about myself. I wanted to feel good enough. And when I did feel good enough, it wasn't good enough. So I kept trying to be good enough. And it didn't work. As you can imagine, it doesn't work well when you eat less and work out more and stop resting and do more. And the stress of life is added in on top of that. But I wouldn't take anything into consideration that I needed to change anything I was doing because I knew that what I was doing was right. Quote unquote, right. So I just continued to restrict more and to work out more. And I started gaining weight. So I would work out more to try and get the weight off and I would eat less and I would continue to gain weight. And I got into this rhythm that lasted for about seven years, the past seven years, actually, where I could never be okay with just eating. I can't remember a time in the past seven years up until the past month, which I'll get to in a minute, 
where there was a day that went by that I wasn't thinking the majority of the day about the food that I would have to eat or what should I eat or did I eat something wrong? And there wasn't a day in seven years that I didn't feel guilty about something I ate. And I couldn't stop weighing myself. I couldn't stop tracking things. I couldn't stop the constant working out. I couldn't stop the internal chatter. I couldn't stop any of it. It was like a prison, honestly. And so I was always trying something new because nothing was working. I would try tracking my macros and then that wouldn't work. I would try counting calories and then that wouldn't work. I would try doing complete whole thirties and that worked for a while. In fact, I did a whole 30 a couple of years ago that I ended up losing too much weight. And then I got scared because I thought I was losing too much weight, but I had also restricted my calories so much during that 75 day whole 30 that I did that I was eating maybe 1200 calories a day. I was still working out every single day and it completely wreaked havoc on my body. My hormones went completely out of whack. I'm still reaping the consequences in my hormonal imbalances that caught that I caused from what I did two years ago in, in restricting my calories that much. But Hey, I I lost the weight, but I was a freaking nervous wreck every single day because my body just wanted sleep. It just wanted grace. It wanted food and I wasn't giving it what it needed. And I couldn't break out of this mindset. I couldn't break out of this cycle and it didn't matter. It got to the point where it didn't matter how much my husband told me he loved me, how much he told me he thought I was beautiful. It didn't matter what even the scale said, because every time I would look in the mirror, all I could see was everything wrong with me. And I don't think I'm alone in this. In fact, I think that So many of us struggle with this and not enough of us talk about it because what we end up going to is another workout plan, another diet. Paleo didn't work. Let me try keto. Keto didn't work. Let me try low fat. (laughs) It just goes from one thing to another. But friends, here's what I learned about me. I was never going to find what I was looking for in switching diets and increasing workouts and switching up my routines, because what I really needed to learn was how to love and accept myself. So a few months ago, I was listening to this podcast. This girl was talking about her experience with eating disorders and how she would talk about how she, she would look to eat something. And, um, you know, if, but if it came into her house, and she knew that it was not a quote unquote good food for her, that she would start freaking out, have anxiety attacks just by looking at it. There was no chance that she was going to eat that pizza, whatever it might be. And I was listening to her story, which was more severe than mine. Absolutely. But all I could think was that sounds like me. I can't remember the last time I went to a family get together and ate my mom's homemade cornbread that I used to love so much because all I could think about was how that wasn't on plan. That wasn't paleo. It wasn't whole 30. It wasn't whatever it might be. And I love these diets, but I was so caught up in 
the chains of it, the restrictedness of it, the guilt of it, that I wouldn't let myself even consider taking a bite of something that I thought was a quote unquote bad food for years. And you can imagine that once you put yourself, even if it's in your own personal man-made prison for that many years, you begin to think you deserve to be there. So as I was listening to this podcast, listening to this woman's story, she was absolutely anorexic. She had to go to rehab to get out of it. But as she was telling her story from this point of view, she was talking about how she now would never let herself get to the point where she would be scared to eat something. And the minute that she thought that that she couldn't eat that donut because and her fear would rise up in her because of that and it would give her panic attacks if she ever thought that, she would go take a bite of a donut because she could never go back to that prison that she was in with her eating disorder. And I listened to this and all I could think was, I get it, but it's also ridiculous. There's no way. There's no way I'm going to go eat a piece of cake. There's no way I'm going to eat a piece of pizza. These are things I haven't had in years. There's no way I'm going to do it now. That's not healthy. It can't be good for you. There's no way. And I had all of these excuses in my mind. And I came home and I talked to my husband and I said, I think I might have somewhat of an eating disorder. I'm obsessive about what I eat, what I do. And I don't think I want to live the rest of my life this way. And I don't think that I want to teach my daughter that this is what women should think about themselves or men. I don't want my son to see me do it either. And so I said, I'm going to make some changes. And you guys, I cried for days. This sounds ridiculous. I know that it does. But even just talking to my husband about it and the fear that I had, but I I understood where all of this was coming from. It was during this time of talking to him, of talking it out, of seeking some help that I realized these, these combinations between what was happening now and what happened when I was a teenager. When I then felt like I had to control what I ate, what I looked like in order to feel loved and worthy. And in some ways, that's how I've continued in my whole life. And so I knew I needed to break these chains, to break free from this mindset in order for me to be able to move forward. The stress of it was was staying in my body. I had a hormonal test done, actually, um, right during this time, right before I made the decision to do things different. And my doctor came back to me. He showed me this, the results of it. And he said, Kimberly, your body is, you know, it's making the stress, the cortisol like it should, but your body is not getting rid of it, which basically means it's like you're putting trash in your front yard for the trash man to come pick up, but the trash man never comes and picks it up. And it's dangerously high. It's affecting the rest of your hormones. You've got to get this under control. And I knew as I was sitting there in his office and even telling him about my struggles with my eating and my weight and my thoughts about it. And, and he looked at me and he said, Kimberly, you have to manage the stress and you've got to stop caring so much about what you eat, about how much of it you eat. 
you have to get this worked out. So I decided that for a month, I was going to eat whatever I wanted. Blah. <laughs> I hated starting into this. And even saying it now, it's, it's something that kind of goes against so much of what I believe because I believe in eating healthy. I believe in eating nutritious foods. But one of the things I heard someone say was, as you're starting into this, eat whatever you want because your body isn't going to feel good when you eat whatever you want. And it's going to level out. It's going to even out over time. So instead of stopping yourself or making yourself feel guilty or beating yourself up for something, just do it. Just let yourself mentally kick your shoes off, put your feet on the table and just do it. And so I did. For a month, I ate bread I ate baklava. I had pizza. I wasn't tracking what I was eating. I had ice cream. I ate all of these things. And let me tell you what happened. I did gain some weight. It was about five pounds. After eating a for a month, whatever I want to do in the grand scheme of things, for me, that wasn't a huge deal. But I also did not weigh myself. For six weeks, I didn't weigh myself. I made my husband hide the scale. I would not let it come out near me. I started, I didn't even weigh myself. I only let my husband weigh me to start with. And then again, after my four or six weeks of doing this was over. And anytime I would think about weighing myself during that six week period, if I felt sick about it, then I knew I wasn't ready. And so I just kept moving forward, eating whatever I desired that day. And it was true. What they said would happen was true. At first, I was like, I'm going to eat all of it because I can. But after a couple of weeks, I didn't really want ice cream. I didn't want pizza. I didn't want donuts. I didn't want these things anymore because I noticed that I really just didn't like how they made me feel. And so I was just naturally migrating back towards salads or chicken or tuna or whatever that might be. And I felt good. I was still eating other things throughout the day, throughout the week, and I wouldn't allow myself to think anything negative about it. Now, you might be thinking, how did you not let yourself think anything negative about it? I just didn't. I knew I was doing this for a reason. I knew I was doing it for a season, and I knew it had an end to it. I knew that at some point I would have to face my demons but I was kind of facing most of my demons during this process. The reason I was doing this because what I wanted freedom in my mind. I needed it. My body needed it. And so I did this for six weeks and I, there finally came a day where I thought I feel good about myself. I don't care what I weigh. I don't, I'm not looking myself looking at myself in the mirror like I used to, I kind of don't care anymore. But I want to eat healthy. I want to go for my runs, not because of what I feel like it is going to do for my self-worth. I just want to do it for me because it feels good. And you guys, that was the most freeing thing that's ever happened for me. And so I'm on the other side of that. I'm still allowing myself 
to to eat something if I want it. But even after those four to six weeks of me eating whatever I wanted, what I can tell you is it was healing for my mind. It was also healing for my body. Maybe not in the ways you would expect. I didn't slim down. I didn't probably increase any of my blood markers that should be increased or looking well, but I can tell you I decreased the stress in my life. How much of our stress comes from what we create within us? For me, it's been a ton. And I know from what I just did, from the experiment that I'm now on the other side of. My encouragement to any of you out there is that you probably have a story different than mine. But if you're in a place where you have been stuck mentally, the way you think about yourself, the way you feel about yourself, and you feel like you're constantly either having to worry about food, you're becoming so obsessed with things that you should and shouldn't eat that it takes up so much of your brain power that you're not able to spend time with your family like you should, that you're not going out with your friends to enjoy life as you should, then I want to encourage you to consider changing what you're doing and learning how to love yourself first and realize that you're never going to get this perfect. And that's okay. You're never going to have a perfect diet. We're not meant to because at some point, we started labeling the foods that we eat as being good or bad. Like they have a moral state to them. And then morally, I'm not good if I eat that ice cream, but morally I'm a better person if I eat a salad, but that's not true. There's a time and a place for everything. And I know they say everything in moderation, which to an extent is true, I don't really want to get into the health part of this right now in terms of eating and the nutrients and how they go into your body. I believe there's a time and a place for that. But if you are stuck in the prison of worrying about food and beating yourself up about it, then I want to encourage you to do this experiment where you stop beating yourself up where you learn to love yourself as you are, and then you get on the back on the bandwagon and you figure out how to approach life in a way that is sustainable, in a way that is healthy, and in a way that is self-loving above anything else. And I think you'll actually find it easier to comply with the eating plans that you're on, to make the healthier choices because it's going to come from a place of self-love as opposed to coming from a place of self-hate. I have to do this because I'm not good enough. No one's really motivated that well when it comes to fear and hate. In fact, people are the best motivated with the positive rewards, positive reinforcement and reinforcements. We want to go towards the things that make us feel good about ourselves, the things that have more of those attaching feelings to them, love, security, acceptance, safety, all of those things, whereas we run from the things we want to avoid. If you're running from yourself, you can't escape. I hope you learn 
how to accept yourself. I hope that this gives some encouragement and some positivity to you, and maybe even just a sense that you're not alone in what you might be going through. I encourage you, as I've said, to do what it takes to love yourself first. Maybe you do this experiment. Maybe you allow yourself to go have a bowl of ice cream. Whatever that looks like for you, do something to show yourself today that you're worth it, that you are loved, that you are seen, that you are heard, that you are good just as you are. Now, there will be more podcasts I have where I go into specific types of eating plans and nutrients and how food affects us because I do love those things and I do still follow those things. But the difference is today, what I can tell you is I'm not a prisoner to those things. I understand their value. I understand their worth. And I use those as tools, but it's not a caged cell that I'm in that I use to beat myself up with. It's something I use to live my life more freely. I'm more present with my kids because before when I would eat something I wasn't supposed to, I'd just be so mad at myself that I'd be so irritable and on edge that if they would try to come to me or play with me, I would just be so short-tempered. I wasn't a good mom. Or even with my husband, if he would want to be intimate or connect and I would feel crappy about myself, I would just push him away because I didn't feel good about myself. You guys, all of that is changing. I want that to change for you too. I always love to hear from you. You can email me any thoughts, questions, future podcast episodes that you want to have, topics about, or questions that you have, anything that that might be, at hello at piesuniversity.com. Or you can always subscribe to this podcast and leave a comment below so that we can reach even more people in terms of the pies, getting them on board with this movement to become the healthiest, the best, and the most attractive that they can be starting with their pies. Because even what I went through with this, even though it was a may look like a detour off my road to the pies, it was exactly what I needed to become the most attractive that I could be to myself, because that is what mattered to me. That's what I had to do for me. Until next time, have a great week. Stay strong.